All right, everyone. Welcome to Life on Side B, live from Revoice. Um, yes. Grant couldn't be here, so I'm sub. I'm the sub in for Grant, um, which means it's gonna be a lot less fun. Um, no, sorry. Not at all. Um, <laughs> Um, but my name is Jacob. I'm, uh, I get the privilege of, to, of uh, serving with these lovely people as one of their interns. So it's a great time. You should do it. And um, that means he has to deal with our chaotic group chat. It's so much fun, though. <laughs> Who's that intern? What? Who's that intern? Well, now it's he's him, the only right? Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, Nicholas was interning last season. Oh, yeah. Season. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I get to uh, host and MC this. So that's going to be fun. Um, how is everyone? Doing well. Yeah. Oh, well. Good. Yes. Having a good time here. Glad to be here. Yes. It is good to have the panel minus Grant all together. I mean, I wish he was here, but like, yeah. we rarely get to all sit together at one time. Well, yeah. I missed the retreat in the fall, so. I know, yeah. you did. But yeah, so I'm happy <laughs> to be here with y'all. This so. is more personal than it is for the podcast. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do the podcast so we can talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get started with. Uh, our theme this season has been uh, the idea of reclaiming, and so today, in honor of Pride Month, we are going to be talking that. about reclaiming pride, uh, starting with a great question of what is pride? Mm. Well, start it off. That's a good okay. question. <laughs> only, only one person on this stage has, has a blog post published about that. Ooh. So, <laughs> I mean, okay. I just, I'm ready to just, do you want me to just read it out loud? I did tell Josh that last night. Yes. Pride, what does it mean for me individually or just? However, however, you want to, however you want to interpret that. Okay, yes. Okay, so I think uh, culturally, uh, pride, oh yeah, culturally, pride is a celebration of queerness and our uniqueness and identity. And I think uh, corporate culture has uh, hijacked that in a way mm. to profit off of us and make money. Ooh. And uh, then we have on the other side, Christians, uh, our fellow believers, siblings in Christ, who view us and uh, all pride things related as embracing sin and running towards it and uh, that Christians should have nothing to do with, I mean, they don't even like the fact that we call ourselves gay, so let's start there. But, um, and for us, what pride means to me is simply, I am celebrating the fact that I am here, I'm not gonna yes. say I'm queer, but like, I'm celebrating the fact that I am here, I exist openly, and it's also a way to honor those who have came before us. The only reason we've been able to sit Amen. here yes, and have this conversation about pride is because people 40, 50, 60 years ago sat, that could not sit on these stages and these mm -hmm. platforms that we have were so brave and courageous to lead out so that we could live freely. And for me, pride is always a way to honor those who went before us and really paved the way for us. So pride is not about embracing your sin and running towards sex and this and this. It's like, hey, I acknowledge that I exist yeah. openly, freely, and I'm not ashamed of that because there's, a, like we're in this generation, there's generations behind us that are coming up that need to see representation. Visibility matters, and so mm -hmm. pride is also a way for me to be visible because one of my therapist friends, she says, lack of visibility communicates lack of value. Yes, I right, want absolutely. queer kids right. to know that they have value mm -hmm. because God made us and we all inherently have value, worth, and dignity and deserve that. And that's, that's what pride yeah. is for me. Yeah. 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 That's really well I feel like that's the thing that for me is like pride, it's about celebrating dignity. Mm -hmm that I'm alive, yeah. mm -hmm. that we are alive. That we're still alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's exactly. a big one for me. Yeah. And that we exist and we have a voice kind of thing. Yeah, and it shows an organization to move us beyond survival to that thriving and mm -hmm. flourishing. Mm -hmm. That yeah. I've seen so many posts in the last couple of weeks of people talking about posting things online or participating in Pride because they want people younger than them to see what we didn't get to see when yeah. we were growing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. So it's that moving things along in a way that is a healthy progression towards mm -hmm. uh, just beyond survival mode. And I think pride is also a reminder that we still have work to do, that right. there's still work to be done. And it's not, it's by our own community that we look back and we remember, you know, what, 
the people who've gone before us and the struggles that we've had before. We mm -hmm. celebrate the victories, but we also acknowledge that there's there's still struggle ahead. Mm -hmm. And there's still, and we know that even right legal, now. Even legal struggle, right? It, like, that's what I was just like, about to say. Yeah, like in 20 states, you can still you know, lose housing for being gay. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a declaration mm -hmm. that we have work to do and we're not giving up. Yeah. I think also like remembering that originally, because as we all say, you know, the first pride was a riot, but it was mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. people that were being bullied into hiding. Like we don't, we don't want to know that you exist. Like it wasn't even like a do what you want, but it was like, we don't want to see you. The fact that we're seeing you is a problem mm -hmm. and trying to push people into a corner and they're like, finally you just get to that point and I just imagine almost kind of like to an extent not to infantilize it but saying like a child who's like no like I'm not you're not gonna push me in a corner you're not gonna make me hide you're not gonna tell me what I can and can't say who I can and can't be and us still today saying like no I'm not gonna let the church I'm not gonna let people push me into a corner of telling me what I can and can't do not in, not to be in a rebellious way, but that that's not up to other people. Mm -hmm. It's how we are honest about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think pride is also, and you know, this is something that's near and dear to me, but pride is also an opportunity to be a part of the broader LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. where a lot for a lot of us, most of the year is, you know, like you said, kind of trying to find our space in our home within our churches within our families and then thank god for this ib community but pride is this chance to be like wow there i this is bigger than me yeah. this is bigger than my own personal struggle there is a whole community mm -hmm. that embraces me that i can embrace in some way and that i can be a light and a, and a piece of who jesus is yeah in that and similarly like um i remember i think it was last weekend or maybe the weekend before watching your instagram stories and seeing kaleidoscope mm. out at pride and just yeah, three different events or three yeah. or four whatever it's like yes we are part of the larger lgbt community not just the christian small bubble that Absolutely. we exist in Absolutely. and so just having our voices there and like coming alongside like then the day because like look whether you're a Christian that is gay or a non-believer that is gay, we're still fighting the same discriminations. Like they don't care. Yeah, like, that's right. Gay is gay. Yeah. They don't and care. so to see us out in Kaleidoscope in solidarity with just the larger community, it was so refreshing and encouraging you. to see. So I'm so impressed by Thank what you all do. And it feels good to be embraced by our larger community mm -hmm. too. Because yeah. that hasn't always been the case. It hasn't always been the case. And I think sometimes we're afraid that we're not going to be yeah. embraced right. until we get out there and we're like, Oh, you love me too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. like this is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, experience. and I think that that is an aspect of this reclaiming of pride mm -hmm. is there's a reclaiming of pride also from the fact that there have been non-Christian gay people and side A gay people who have said that we don't have a place at pride. Yes. yes. And being able to say we do. Yes, unapologetically. There is dignity here. Yes. yes. And there have been people that have welcomed us in, but then also being able to reclaim that we have a place at the table yeah. and it's there, you know? Um, mm. Yeah. And I, I think that because Pride's always been a bit of a touchy situation for me mm -hmm. because there's the history of how I celebrated Pride before becoming a Christian mm -hmm. and also realizing that Pride in a lot of non-Christian circles is a very drug-related, like kind of very sexually infused context. Um, and knowing that that's been part of my experience of Pride and then also knowing that there's still people in my life that that is part of their context of pride. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to learn how to engage in the broader community, knowing that that exists, and then also knowing my new context and how to engage in that mm -hmm. from this new context, yeah. even with it, like fr engage in, <laughs> not engage in that, engage in, <laughs> engage in pride <laughs> from, from this new context. And I think that that has been a journey for me of going through that mm. and like kind of a renovation process. Mm. Mm -hmm. So going going off of that, what's been your story around Pride? Like, what have been your experiences around Pride? You go first. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, sorry. Um, for the most part, I've been very closeted most of this time, so I've never actually been to an actual Pride event. Also, because I'm from a very small town, and they haven't had them since like 
till like last year. Wow. <laughs> so it was like there wasn't even one to go to. Plus I was in South America for years. It's a whole thing. But um, and to an extent, I would almost say that some people say I probably, depending on who you ask, I celebrate it wrong. I remember listening to Art say for a while back, he would take times, he would like fast from like thinking of sexuality and faith, and I'm just like just completely putting it out of my head, and I'm not thinking about it. When I was first starting to think about my sexuality and stuff, I did, I obsessed a lot. Mm-hmm. And after a few years, I'm like, I would kind of try to pull back from that, and I would use the Pride Month. I'm like, I'm going to reflect on me and God in this area of my life mm-hmm. for the month of June. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to speak to me? in my sexuality this month. We're taking this month to think about That's this, good. to process this. Where do I need to improve? What, what should I do differently? What do you want to tell me about my life that maybe I haven't been hearing? Because there's a lot of stuff we have to work through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very dense and it's a lot of work. And you don't want to do that 365 days of the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just take a minute to do it and just reflect on it has been, has been beneficial to me to, in a way, celebrate pride like that to reflect on it and and like you said just be happy that i'm here i'm alive and i have the privilege and the ability to even be processing this when i know right. that people before me didn't even have that opportunity to even be able to process the things in the way that we do mm-hmm. to be able to even consider the fact that god still loves me like this when i know that many people that never even would have occurred to them yeah. years before us mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and pride is interesting um kind of how I've gone through my history with it. One, which was, so today, earlier, uh, we're at Revoice, if you're listening to this and you're not here in person with us. But so, setting up uh, the catering. So, the caterer from the sandwich guy, Louie, he was a very gay guy. I've been talking with him on the phone for about two months now, so I kind of picked up on it, but then he got here earlier. I was like, oh, yes. And he was, like, like, approaching me hesitantly. Then he's like, so what's this? Is this like a youth program? I was like, no, this is a conference for gay Christians. He said, oh. And I was like. (laughs) Thank you for calling us youths, though. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I haven't been that in a while. But I was like, okay. And he's like, so, like, what do y'all do? Like, do y'all tell people that Jesus loves them? Or do y'all want people to tell people that Jesus hates their sin and wants them to convert or conversion? And I was like, no, we're not in a conversion. And he was, like, so interested. And he's like. I want to hear more. And I was like, it's a lot to unpack for sure. But oh, yeah. he's like, I love that y'all are doing this during Praise Pride God. Month. That's and so awesome. Awesome. And then the lady that showed up after, she was a lesbian. Like, the whole, their whole team was queer. Wow. And then, so I got to have this really cool conversation <laughs> with them outside God. the tent. Yeah, and they were just it. like, we love that a gay conference is meeting at this church mm. uh, during Pride Month. And he was like, even though I don't believe what y'all believe, he's like, I love that there's a space for y'all to also acknowledge Pride and come and exist oh, together. That's, that's and it was so, so beautiful. beautiful. And I was like, that's such a journey of pride because for me um back in the day like when i took some time away from my faith to indulge in things (laughs) you were actually indulging in pride (laughs) (laughs) i was proud honey but um it was i mean like you know the floats and the drunk jello shots and doing the splits in the middle of a Houston street. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing all of that. And then, so then I came back to my faith and I was like, I don't know if I should engage in pride at all. So then I did years where like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. People are going to ask me questions. I'm not going to write about it. And then a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? Like I, I've never been really ashamed of the, in my adult life. I've never been ashamed of the fact that I'm gay. I was like, this is all fear of perception. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people are going to think what they want about Absolutely. you anyway. Exactly. So I'm like, you know yes. what? I'm, fig- yeah. I'm, I'm already gay. I might as well just be gay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's I double like, down on yes. this. <laughs> and then really thinking through it through the lens of visibility. And it is a privilege to get to be around pride spaces. Like Ashley just said, she does. She lives in a place where she doesn't have access to pride parades, gatherings, whatever. Mm. And so for me to exist in these spaces and not utilize it, it almost feels like a disrespect on those who wow. can't and those who have gone wow. before. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, there's a certain amount of responsibility to it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to that, Becca, when you were talking earlier, I wanted to ask, like, what would have pride meant for you 20 years ago if you could like experience it the way you do now? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it would have been like so when you were a youth. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, 20 years ago, that was not an option for me. I mean, we we're just now having pride parades in like major cities, and you had mm. to ha- make some sort of pilgrimage yeah. to be able to go to a pride parade. <laughs> and so it was always this very much of a longing of being in a place that it was just acceptable mm. to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one of the chiropractors at my doctor's office the other day. Um, she and her wife just got married in October and she was just really casually talking about 
like names for kids and how everyone in her family, their names started with an E and she was mad because her sister started having kids first and she was afraid they were going to take all the E names. And <laughs> she was just talking about having kids like that was just going to be a given yeah. for them. Like we got married, we're having kids. And, and it was strange just because at the time, I mean, 20 years ago when I was in a relationship with a woman and that was something that we were talking about, marriage wasn't even something we could have mm-hmm. yeah. imagined. There was no having kids. I yeah. mean, that was not. And mm-hmm. so that, I, just to be able to hear someone in a conversation talking about how their life is just going to be like everybody else's mm-hmm. is a really interesting an interesting way to kind of start pride for me this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now, I mean, being able to go and to participate, participating as a 43 year old <laughs> with two kids is definitely different than it would have yeah. been uh, when I was 23. But the fact that we can go and there are family sections that mm-hmm. you go and you hang yeah. out with your kids yeah. and you meet other people with kids and that sort of flourishing and mm. and living and enjoying your life and finding other people that are in a similar situation to mm-hmm. you um is yeah incredibly beautiful yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. building on that i've been having a recent journey um emotionally w- related to kind of this thing so you know christian and i live with then a 21 year old you know <laughs> gay christian who's you know the, the gayby no mm-hmm. <laughs> 22 it's 22. Oh, yeah, 22 forgot about that um and it's been interesting i think it happened over this month it might have been a little bit into the previous month we like to go hang out like in the gay area of south florida you know i love dancing we love you know to be around in the area and um going being able to take to this place that i have a lot of history with from before christian being christian all this stuff and now being able to go in a much more different context and being able to take our roommate in a way of guiding and being like, hey, here's a really healthy way to like engage in this space in a safe way and keep you safe. And I found myself experiencing jealousy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually had to talk to him about it because I was like, I don't understand why I'm jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And as I pondered it, I found, I'm gonna try and say this about crying, um, I was jealous of the fact that he, because of us in his life, was able to engage in that space with safety. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I went into those spaces as a 20-year-old, not knowing anything, not mm-hmm. knowing if I was gonna get killed, mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest, not knowing if I was gonna go home with the wrong guy and yeah. then not, you know, not be alive the next day. How do I engage with this? Like all of these things, and those were the things that were present in my reality as yeah. like mm-hmm. a young 20-year-old. Um, and not having older people yes. to like speak into that and guide mm-hmm, me mm-hmm, and care for me. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. being on the other side of that has been both like really freeing and also angry. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm like, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted that for me. Mm-hmm. And it's a glory, it's a really opportunity of pushing into gratitude. Mm-hmm. of what getting to give to other people. I was, I was actually I just about to bring that up of like, yeah. so you're t- so you're saying that it became a like a memorial practice for you, you know? <laughs> like, Stop using my doctoral work against me. <laughs> 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 it did, it became this practice. And also for us to engage in it as a family, like the three of us and talk through it and me going to them both and being it's like, amazing. this is something yeah. I'm experiencing and uh, it's a lot. But yeah, it's also that understanding of what, you see and what's there now and what wasn't there before. Yeah, mm. that's beautiful. But it's bringing that quote that's often said to, uh, it's bringing it full circle, be the person you needed when yeah. you were younger. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and I think, I mean, kind of coming off of that, for, for those of us who maybe haven't engaged in communal pride or for straight folks who are very afraid of or threatened by the idea of pride, I think, I think it really just takes taking that step and going out there mm-hmm. and just, you know, don't overwhelm yourself, don't put yourself in harm's way, you know, don't tempt yourself, but just experience it. And ask like go mm-hmm. out there and ask God like what is it that you you want to show me, tell me 
just be with me during this because I think that there's so much fear around it. Like, ooh, but what if I, mm. I do this? Or what if I do that? Or what if I see too many boobs or whatever? Like, and you will. Yeah. You will see too many boobs. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you're going to be like, and it's fine. Yeah. And I'm Nobody moving on. Nobody with that at Mardi Gras. And so, okay. Exactly. That part, that yeah. part. <laughs> Very good point. It's true. So I, I just think we there, there should be a level of destigmatizing it as well, mm -hmm. because the more that we make it this foreign, scary thing, one, the less opportunities we have to interact with a people group that needs Jesus yeah. and is in some way can teach us something about Jesus, mm -hmm. but also the more we continue this culture war of yeah. like making it us against them. Yeah, and just having the opportunity to speak into how we aren't doing anything different than the rest of the culture. It's just with a topic that they are grossly uncomfortable yes. with. Mm -hmm. yes. Like we go into the Walmart that's closest to my house in Tennessee and there is a pride display, which is new and kind of revolutionary for a Walmart, Walmart. in Tennessee. <laughs> um, but next to it is an almost identical cardboard retail display with the July 4th stuff. Mm. So you have like your rainbow pride uh, visors and rainbow necklaces and basically all of the items that are on the pride display are on the Independence Day display. They're just all red, white, and blue instead of rainbow. Yes. They're like yeah. the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. And I took a picture of it, and my mom said something about, even Walmart has pride now. And I just looked at the 4th of July thing that was right there next to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, love the USA. I'm so done with you forcing your Christian nationalism yes. down my throat. <laughs> like, why this time so every year all I see is red, white, and blue, and God bless America. It's so ridiculous. And she just kind of like, lowered her head and walked off and so like, I didn't I didn't have to say hey this is the exact same thing as blah 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 yeah. I just copied what they say about the thing they love yeah. so much and they were like oh <laughs> mm -hmm. so you know god bless the USA that some churches still sing the Sunday before Independence Day no, yeah. that like, I'm proud to be an American mm -hmm. that's okay but that not part. any other sort of Pride. Pride. Also mm -hmm. not okay. There, there's an entire church that I has mean, a that published a song called Make America Great Again. Exactly. And I don't I need to think I'm like an American. I taught American history for fifteen years. I love the United States. But it proves a point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? And it's all complex. Yeah. That's what it's saying yeah. more than anything. Exactly. It doesn't have to be these dichotomies all the time. It's yeah. this is all complex and I was talking to somebody the other day I'm like and everybody who gets the undies in a bunch over the name pride I didn't name it that's right. None of us did. I just showed up. <laughs> well, no, it, it was a part of it was a part of that. It was a part of they that, named uh, it before they, we were born. It was, it was a part yeah. of that gay agenda meeting. Yeah. Were y'all not yeah. there? Yeah. No, it was before I was born. It was even before I was born. So yeah, like. I mean, well, and also something yeah. that I say to straight people. <laughs> people in the audience raising their hand. Yeah, I was there for that. Lynn led the meeting. So if we they, we can send them to you, and they can argue with you because it's your right. fault. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. This is why I call in my side B mother. Okay. <laughs> you don't understand I actually say that. <laughs> um, and honestly, also I would say something to straight, like that I say to straight people or people who are wanting to aspire is like, if you, if it is too uncomfortable for you to go to a pride parade, mm -hmm. don't, don't go. Just don't go. Yeah. And guess what? You, there's gay people outside of pride. Yes. You can still engage with yes. gay people. Yeah. yeah, you can still get to know them it doesn't require you going to Pride. And like, I'm, a, you know, we might go from a contextual, we want to serve our community, we want to be part of our community, even when we might not agree with everything happening, we want to be in our community and like all of those kinds mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, if it's, if there is something in your heart that I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with that space, there's the opportunity to say, I won't be in that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I can mm -hmm. also still engage with gay people and queer people and trans people because we are everywhere. Sure. <laughs> yes. And it's also the, like, a, I think we said this when we discussed, I think it was a Pride episode we did a couple seasons back. We said, like, if you, as a queer person, also, like, you're saying, like, I really feel like that's not a space that I should personally mm -hmm. be in. Yeah. I have personal convictions about that. Please don't go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, right. if God's speaking to you and saying, like, that's not a space for you, honey, stay home. Yeah. 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 
But you have to understand that that may not be everyone's story. That might not be everyone's path. That might not be as triggering for everyone mm -hmm. as it is for you. And God's going to take care of all of us in that and tell us where it may be okay and where it not be okay for different people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, and I find that very common for people who are like gay, non-Christian, become Christians. Yes. Or those kinds of situations yes. or make that shift. Many times, at least for even a time, there yeah. will be a period of, I need to separate from that because right. there's a mm -hmm. connection of another part of my life that I'm processing, that I'm working through, and I can't be in that space because that space means all of these other things from my yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. That whatever, however long that is, because whenever I talk to other people who've moved into celibacy or moved more into Christianity or all these kinds of things, that's a very common experience of saying, this yeah. is... This is related to another part of my life, and at least for the moment, or however long, yeah. I need to take, I need to step back, um, and I need to be in that, and that is 100% understandable. And I love yeah. what you said, Ashley, too, which to me, I'm in the beginning of like, what am I going to do? What's my relationship with pride? I think there is room for all of us to be creative, mm -hmm. like especially right. as queer people. I think we can. We can be creative. We're pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. So, like, what what does pride mean, and how does it manifest in your life? Doesn't have to be going to Walmart, buying that whole rack, and then right. going to your local pride parade. And I know for some of my friends who did come from, um, who didn't get saved until later on in life, and they have a, you know, they're they're dealing with their relationship with pride. They hosted dinner with yeah. all of their queer friends mm -hmm. that they've Aww. had for years. And it's just a nice yeah. family dinner. That sounds wonderful. And yeah. you know, right? like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there are ways that we can still honor and engage our history and our story that doesn't have to be the way that everybody tells us it has to yeah. be. And yeah. quite honestly, in New York, and I'm sure everywhere, but it is so ridiculously commercialized, like oh, yeah. sicking, yeah. like sick, sicknessly, like what's sickening. the word? Sickening. Sickening. Thank no. you. Sickeningly. Sickening. <laughs> Just so commercialized that mo a lot of gay folks go to Fire Island, which is like yes. a little island yeah. off the yeah off of yeah. Manhattan, and they they love it because it's just like not not a rainbow in sight. <laughs> They're just hanging out at the beach being gay because that's what they do yeah. every day anyway, and that and that's just as much of a celebration. Yeah, yeah. I do go and buy myself a pride gift every year though. I me. love yes. that. Yes. yes. Merry Pridemas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Merry Pridemas. Like the, what, the Pridemas liturgy that has been passed around. Some oh, yeah, yeah. You can just do, you that. Can just do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So taking some of the things that y'all had already talked about. Um, so this year, specifically, there's been a lot of talk about boycotting pride mm. as Christians. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't go to Target. Don't go to Cracker Barrel. Don't go to Chick-fil-A. Don't what other companies are we not going to? Don't I don't drink remember. Bud Light. What? Don't drink Bud Light. I'm a Baptist. I'm already not allowed to do that. The Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, oh, the Chick-fil-A one. We could have a whole episode. Uh, I'm sorry. The Cracker Barrel thing go, go. just, that, that, I, that cracks me. That, I'm sorry. That, that one killed me. Oh, but, um, and also the fact of like every Chick-fil-A I've been in, and Cracker Barrel for that matter, I'm pretty sure there's been more queer people working <laughs> than, <laughs> like in any Starbucks Amen. I've walked into. I worked for Chick-fil-A. Same. And in the, at all three locations I worked in, almost every single man was gay. Yes. Wow. I had gay managers at Chick-fil-A. It was great. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's reality. I feel like um, it's a pre-rap. Hospitality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But so anyway, so um, how, do, like, how do these like, Christian boycotts um, hit you as both a Christian and as a queer person? Childish. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't roll my eyes hard enough. I really can't. I'm just like, like first of all, I wasn't going to Cracker Barrel no way. So I'm just like, I know. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? I, was like, I can't like, eat a you're single thing. And then two, like, oh, because I went off about this last year whenever people were, these Christians just drive me crazy. Whenever they were like, oh my gosh, um, uh, Disney had a queer character in mm -hmm. Lightyear or whatever. Oh yeah, the moms. And corrupting family and this and this. They've had and 15 then, first queer characters. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't, point. they can't math. Like, and this is like my call to all Christians in general, gay, straight, whatever. Why are you trusting or expecting a corporation whose 
bottom line is their Come dollar. On. Why are you trusting them to be the ones that are in charge of teaching your children, protecting children? Yes. It's your effing house, your effing kids. You decide what you want going on in your house. Yes. Like, My mom Disney, definitely decided what I watched yes, on TV and did not like watch on Disney TV. Disney is not going to be the one raising your children no. for you. Like, if you don't want your kids to watch Except movies and get cursed, that great. If you don't want to go to Chick-fil-A, great. But we don't all have to hear about why you don't want to go. Yeah. Like, you decide what's best for you and you stay over there. Like, stay very there. I heard I heard a woman on TikTok talking about Chick-fil-A and she's like, you are not God's chicken anymore. And I was oh, like, what? They were God's it was, chicken it was at one point? For anyone who's confused on the, the Chick-fil-A chicken. side of things, it was found that Chick-fil-A has a diversity, equity, inclusion. <gasps> How dare they? Employees, and that became controversial. Yeah. Just Heaven giving forbid context you for anyone who's like, what is happening with Chick-fil-A? Included, Chick-fil-A. Inclusive. Yeah. and care about equality. Oh, and that's just protecting yourself from a lawsuit by having yeah. the Yeah, other absolutely. Yeah. And that's why they're doing, they're not doing it because they're woke, yeah. nor were they not doing it because they were, they were nothing but a Christian organization, or yeah. Christian, they were a business. They are a business and that's yeah. okay. They yeah. can be a business. Yeah, exactly. They can be a business. And like, I'm, like you're saying like the light year thing, my mom is by no means a very aware person. Um, but she was always, like I said, very controlled about what we watched and didn't watch on TV. Yeah. And she was concerned. My brother went to go watch Lightyear. We're all Toy Story fans in my house. And my brother went to go watch. He's like 15. He really wanted to go watch it. And years ago, my mom would have been like, I don't know. And she's hearing all these crazy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's seeing all these posts that other moms are sharing. She's like, the way they make it sound, she's like, I don't know if I want to bring it. But she does. She's like, my son's 14 years old. He's not a child. We can talk about it later. And mm-hmm. she's like, that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. typically how it is. And yes. then and then she read something else about take your kids to see these movies and then have a conversation afterwards if there's something that you think should be talked about. And she's yeah. like, I wish somebody would have told me that 20 years wow. ago. Wow. Exactly. Wow. You mm-hmm. use situations yeah. like that to educate and to have the opportunity. It creates the opportunity for you to talk to kids mm-hmm. about things like that. If mm-hmm. you shield them mm-hmm. from everything, you mm-hmm. never get a chance to discuss it. And the first time they're gonna hear about it is out at school. And if there's anybody you want teaching your children about sexuality, it is not their fellow 13 year old. No. Okay, so this, this actually, this is a really random thing that I was actually talking with someone recently about the new Little Mermaid movie. Um, if any, I'm, I know, I, I have a point, I promise, I have a point. <laughs> So they changed some of the lyrics about the in, yes, in the yes, thing. Yes, I heard the that. Kiss, Kiss the, the girl. Song, I understood. Yeah. But they also changed Poor Unfortunate Soul because there's the part after Ursula decides to take Ariel's voice, she convinces her by saying, you really don't need that, you just need body language. Oh, yes. And all of this kind of stuff. So they took that out, which, okay, <gasps> we get it. That's the best parts of the song. But it's part body of the song. Body language. And it's, and it's part of Ursula <laughs> manipulating Ariel yes. yeah. in order to, like, Get what you know, she wants. Get what she wants. Yeah. And I was like, we, I was talking with someone about that. Like, was that a good move or not? And I'm like, but it's the villain. The villain's yeah. like doing a bad thing. Yeah. Can we not take yeah. that and then talk to our kids about how to discern? Because they're going to mm-hmm. run into those mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. Yeah. where they're going to have Let's make the, the bad guy less bad. Well, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. And so anyway, not about that, but it's just the idea of like being able to engage with our kids in content that we don't agree with and yes. then being able to use that as an opportunity for them to get the skills. Yeah. Yeah. to actually like engage with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, in my family, ki- kids is always a very big issue because I have fif- 17 nieces and nephews, I think at this point, 18. Um, and a lot of the conversations, are, it, well, there was a new one that just occurred. Um, <laughs> popped up. <laughs> they popped out. And um, so I, I Josh's track. family lives at the Cabbage Patch Farm. They <laughs> <laughs> really do. Um, and a lot of the conversations around the my gayness has been around what the kids can see or can't see. Mm, really? Um, that's been always the issue, is what the kids can, can see or can't see. And even to the fact that I've been, like, my nieces and nephews are 20 years old, 18 years old, 17 years old, 16 years old, and the still conversation is what can they see? Wow. Or what can't they see? And wow. I'm like, we have adults. Yeah. Your yeah. child's an adult. Do and they have cell phones? They can see everything. Yeah. But they've done seen it. Yeah. And so it's a very personal situation for me. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously it's like I get I get the um, and I've had to just let go of the fact that I'm a person without children. And um, being able to at least go, you know, I can respect how you want 
to um, raise your child. Yeah. And however I disagree or agree, that's fine. But I also have autonomy over my story. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't want your child to hear it, then you have the opportunity to have them leave the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you have the opportunity for them to know their uncle. Mm, that's and good. That's that's on you. And I, I'm not going to tell you one way or another yeah. how mm-hmm. to operate that. And um, I won't politicize. I won't do. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Budweiser or whatever else you don't want to talk about. <laughs> but when it comes to how is your day and it involves gay stuff, if you don't want them to hear the answer, you can have the child leave the room. Yeah. And at this point, the gay stuff in your life is not all that scandalous. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no. They follow me on up. Instagram. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen you on the boat, okay? <laughs> Do they follow you on their Finsta or on their real Instagram that their parents also follow? I don't actually know. I don't, I don't, my siblings and I don't really follow each other, so I don't really know. So, but my sibling, my nice. niece and nephews do. So, whatever one it is, they yeah. have. Just another thought about the corporation thing to me is like, what do we want our message to be as the church and as followers of Christ? Yeah. Like, do we want our message to be drawing lines in the sand and like, is the goal of the gospel to make sure that Target doesn't have rainbow stuff? Because that is a lot of effort and a lot of time put in, putting into something that bears zero fruit in the end. If nothing else, it just makes people, it, it confirms in people's minds, oh yeah, these Christians are closed-minded and mm-hmm. they don't care about me and they want to erase my existence. Also yeah. pretty sure Target's not going to exist on the new heavens and new earth. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the very first experience I have with Christian people boycotting over gay stuff was when the Southern Baptist Convention attempted oh, yes. to boycott Disney. The first time? Um, the first time, yeah. Like, like in the what, 90s? I was really no, sad about that, that because that. we were going to Disney World that summer and yes. we couldn't go. I was like, um, oh, and God. I was working at the Disney store at the time oh. as a Southern Baptist wow. pastor's daughter and granddaughter who was gay trying to figure out what that was going to look like. And it was this moment of just like, <laughs> like little internal contrarian rebellion <laughs> of all of my people are boycotting Disney and I'm getting a paycheck okay. from them. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was like this little like initial stick it to the church kind of yeah. first yeah. experience. Um, and it's only become just more absurd from yeah. there. I mean, people know what we are against. That's all they yeah. know. And the church has lost what people don't know what we are for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just getting... don't understand boycotting. Even no. like the gay boycotting of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I was like, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, like within like the when we expect like capital organizations, as you were talking about, to be morals and to be yeah. the standards of our morals. Like, obviously, there's things that we need to stand yeah, up yeah. on, yeah. all of this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, I've just, I've never seen, there are situations where boycotts work, again, and I'm not saying that they don't, but then sometimes I feel like they can become very trivial in all mm-hmm. contexts. Well, well, and back to your point about, like, Christ, people know more about what we're against. I was getting my hair cut last year uh, on the day that my city's uh, Pride event was happening, and I was talking to my barber about it, and um, she said that, Um, She didn't want to go because she didn't want um, to encounter the Christians there that would be protesting. And I'm sitting there getting my hair cut, being like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is all the feelings. This is awkward. (laughs) Um, And then like having to keep Jesus in the closet while she knows that you're gay. I mean, that's... Yeah. 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 It's a fun situation. Yeah, it was a a good time. I Um, mean, I want to... Because Christians are doing a protest at a pride event. I'm sorry, what? Oh, you um, and this mic. Oh, yeah. I I just don't want to hold it. um, I mean, he's not answering his phone this episode. We take what we can get. We take what we can get. People might call me. His armpit for those who are not live. Um, uh Uh-uh, they'll charge us next way for these tents. So when they call, I'm answering that. (laughs) Um, But so uh, the Christians were making, we're going to go protest this pride thing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh God. And then so I go to this event and I, as a Christian, I'm avoiding the Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be associated mm-hmm. with y'all at this mm-hmm. event. I don't want to be seen talking to y'all. Cause it's like, it's not like you can even see and look back at you said it. Now it's Colin. So I'm like, <laughs> of yes. course. Like, yes. It just says the number one. That's weird. Don't um, answer. Don't, don't answer. answer in that. 
But um, what, what if it's the one, the one that and only uh, Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ? Jesus okay. Christ. That's, 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 like, mm, that's not. That's speaker. That's not how Jesus. That's not how Jesus talks to us. So okay. we're good. But yeah, and I was just like, so I'm going to talk to like, uh, just like the pride folks out there. And I'm basically literally walking up behind them like, I'm sorry for how yes. the church is acting. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is not the church. Like, can I talk to you about Jesus? And I was mm-hmm. just like, y'all are making our job so much harder. So and much like, harder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But boycotting a girl, a lesbian woman who's in a, or a bisexual woman who's in a heterosexual relationship, they were boycotting her selling pots for plants. Yeah. Like at a I market. I heard about I'm this. Like, I heard about this. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. Wow. I heard somebody I really deeply respect, and it was really sad for me on a podcast talk about the what how this was so problematic and they were like why why should somebody have to go out of their way to buy these potted plants from this person that has a rainbow top and i'm like because we want to show the love of jesus yes like yeah you could have bought plants from anybody there but you chose to go up to somebody who does not expect you to come up Mm -hmm. to them like what what do you want did did anybody watch jesus revolution i didn't Mm -mm. I know it's. It, I know we. I have thoughts and feelings about Christian movies too, but it was really good. It was okay. <laughs> they. It was just this part where the the pastor's daughter was like really not feeling the church, and she just brings this hippie home to talk to her dad, and she's like, "You said you wanted Jesus to bring you a hippie, and if Jesus brought you a hippie, you talk to the hippie. So here's a hippie, mm. and it's it's Lonnie Frisbee, and he just starts talking to him and about it, and he just goes through this whole spiel, and he's like, "We can't come through these doors." because they're not open to us. Yeah. Right. Mm. And we really want to, mm. we would, but those doors are closed. Mm-hmm. And that was what changed that pastor's mind of like, man, you guys aren't coming because I'm not letting you in. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, since I'm the host, I'm, <laughs> and that means I get to have oh. a secret mm-hmm. surprise question mm-hmm. that they don't know about, but I'm very excited. I didn't know that. Y'all don't check your messages. And I'm really excited. Splash of cream in my coffee, intern. That's the answer to your super secret. <laughs> <laughs> Just I brought I brought you an entire bag of coffee beans. Yeah, Thank did. you very much. Yeah, you did. Um, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no. So uh, for anyone who's been listening for a long time, you know that last season, uh, they uh, we ended every episode by asking uh, the guest about what's something that they wish they could tell their younger self. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Elizabeth's the only person that got to answer that last season. Oh. And so I thought that I would use my power to have <laughs> um, us hear from all of the co-hosts about what they would uh, like to be able to tell their younger selves. So while they're thinking about that, I will give mine. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think I would probably go back to my 16-year-old self Mm-hmm. And would probably just say, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. Same. Mm-hmm. God, God sees you for who you are mm. and loves you all the same. Amen. Mm. And he has really beautiful things in store for you mm. that like, there's going to be some amazing people that you get to meet who you would never have been able to meet if this weren't true about you. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed your time here today. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thanks, Jacob. You stole my answer. Okay. He's auditioning audition- for yeah. Grant's job right now. Okay. <laughs> Grant, honey, don't bother coming back. If you're listening, you're out. <laughs> Jake, no, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. My plan sure. works. <laughs> you're next. So you're evil. Um... There's like so many different times in life you could go back to though. There's like when I was 10 and I'm first realizing this and I'm like, you know what? We gonna forget this. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta act like this did not happen. Or you go back when you're like a teenager, like that thing that you think that you don't know, that you acting like you don't know and is in the back of your head, mm-hmm. Jesus knows. Mm-hmm. When, you, when I was 21 and getting engaged and I'm like, oh God. Getting engaged was rough. Bruh. It was rough. Mm-hmm. When it's like, that's the moment where you realize it's like, um, hmm, something else going on here. And I had to get in a relationship with a man to figure it out. Great. Cool. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but all the things, being like basically, I think what Jesus would have wanted me to know, it's not as bad as you think. Just calm down. Mm. It's going to be okay. 
ride this with me because that was kind of god the whole yeah. time yeah. i could have died with this secret y'all really it was mm-hmm. it was not a problem mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i'm an introvert none of y'all needed to know this <laughs> um but jesus was like just just let's let me show you where i want to take you with this and yeah. just trust me yeah it was it was the verse that says that perfect love casts out all fear mm-hmm. and when i learned that that meant not cast out all fear of everything, like I'm no longer afraid of snakes or the devil. It's cast out all <laughs> fear of Jesus punishing me. Right. Mm. Wow. And so it's like, you don't have to be afraid of me. Yes. Because I already know. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. So you can admit it because I already know it's going to be okay. Just yeah. trust me. It's not as bad as everyone made you think it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was a big fear for me. I thought... I can't admit this because then it's real. Mm-hmm. And God was very much, this is already real and you need to deal with it. And I wish I, someone else would have told me that. Yeah, I could have heard it from someone, anyone. Mm. I love that. That, mm. okay, okay, Jesus already knows. Yeah, that one stuck with me. Um, when you fight back tears, you know it's the truth. And he wants to journey with us with that mm-hmm, in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows that and still wants to journey with us. Like, it's so good. I have. Uh, so. Oh, didn't I bring it up? No, I've written something a while back. This? I, I do. Say, yeah. But um, I would say. One, it's going to be okay, but you're not alone. You don't have to hide. There's no shame in what you're experiencing. There's nothing you've done or will do that makes you unworthy. Mm. Because I think, I mean, there's a whole long other thing, but it's like, I just, I've not, I never, like, younger me didn't wrestle with, like, does God love me or not? But it was just like, is this going to be something that other people are just going to have to accept and, like, just, they'll, okay, Henry, we don't like that about you, but, like, we're just going to love you anyways. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it felt like, I would tell myself, you will have people love you unconditionally. Yes. I've all, I grew up with the expectation of conditional love, and even my adult self now at 33, unconditional love is still something that surprises me when I receive it, and I receive it often. I mean, like, at this conference, us as a team, as its friends, um, and family members, but, like, it's something that I've had to get used to in my adult life. Mm. If I could go back and tell myself, especially in the home I grew up in, when I was like, love, the unconditional love that Jesus offers you, he'll bring other people in your life that will offer you that too. Amen. Yeah, that's what mm. I would say. Yeah. Um, I think I would go back to myself as a late teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, was wrestling with this and was terrified and didn't tell anyone because I just assumed it was going to be automatic rejection. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my dad was going to lose his job. I mean, there was all this pressure that I put on myself because of this huge secret that I was carrying. But I also had this undeniable call to ministry mm. and that I n- knew that Jesus wanted me to serve him. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would go back and tell myself that at, it doesn't disqualify you. Mm. Like Jesus is going Say to- Say that again. That, yeah. that this doesn't disqualify yeah. you. That mm-hmm. I assumed, and there were a lot of choices I made to almost self-sabotage so mm. that it wasn't gonna be something that I could do. I was going to make myself unusable because of course Jesus couldn't use me if I was gay. And I would tell myself he is going to use you because of this, not in spite of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Come on, executive Um, director. Yes. (laughs) That's, that's the biggest thing that I think if I could go back to my younger self and say, it's going to be because of this, not, Mm -hmm. not in spite of it. So quit trying to hide it and quit trying to self-sabotage. Just let it, let it be. I love that. No, no, I think I did a great job. You did a great job. <laughs> I don't want to cry today. Well, so. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. You got to go you back and go listen back. to the episode. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like season th- season three, beginning of it. Anyway, I think it was yeah, episode, the intro. episode zero. zero. Was episode I think zero. Zero. Meet the new Meet co-host. Elizabeth. Right, yeah. Anyway, or no, it's season four. Anyway, um, the moment that's coming up for me, kind of connected to the story I was telling before, is. Um, when I was 19 years old, and I decided to go to the gay clubs for the first time ever. I didn't understand the difference between bars, clubs, and strip clubs, so I accidentally went to a strip club <laughs> thinking Ooh. it was a bar. Really bad experience. And then um, I ended up finding an actual club 
and then going home with a guy and just had a really, really, really bad night. And um, the message that's coming up for me, um, you will be found. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, you'll have family. Mm. The, there will be people. Um, and that God's already present. Yeah. I think I've had to do a lot of work, uh, prayer work since then, of actually going back to that time and f- finding God's presence yes. in that moment and God crying over me <sighs> in that moment mm. for me mm. Mm. Um, has been a journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you will be found. You will have family. God yeah. is already present. I love that. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's so good. And people are out here wasting their time protesting Chick-fil-A. Right? <laughs> right? Like, and this is what's happening I in mean, our lives. I mean, eat the chicken yeah. and love people, yeah. you know? I, I think, like, even Jonathan Merritt has, like, a... Sorry, maybe I shouldn't name drop. I don't know. Um, like, I think he has, like, an article where he was just like, it's just a dang good chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, no one cares about your culinary opinions yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Okay, that 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 question went a lot better than I was anticipating. <laughs> I was. We love yeah. it. You're a great host. I'm out yeah. of a job. Yes. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> he'll just right. start his own podcast where he'll play all of our roles. Take okay. it. God, no. <laughs> no, I have no. I I almost have a master's degree. I'm a yeah, white guy say, almost with a master's you're degree. You're so close. I know. I, got I'm jealous. I can't have a I can't have a podcast and that. Like that's. So it's much. too much. You it's know what? I, I don't need all the stereotypes. You should do an episode where, like, we ask you questions and you answer from each of our perspectives. <gasps> like, this is what Becca <laughs> would say. That's, that, okay, I'm as an Enneagram 9, though, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we how, should do that. How would each of us respond to yeah. this question? And that he just does the whole thing by himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, now Grant, and then you answer as Grant, and then you call on Becca as yourself, and you answer as Becca. This would be great. And you're like, hold on, I got a phone call. I'm okay. hanging. <laughs> One time. <laughs> and you ain't never gonna forget it. No. Oh my gosh. This is like Christmas morning for Jacob. Oh, gosh. I think that's it. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great Thank you. Time. Yeah.